Welcome to the Astrology Rocks podcast for the week of November the 5th, 2012, brought to you by Sastrology. I'm Michelle Suzanne, author of your weekly forecast at Sastrology. You'll also find me at starstruckastrology.org. Okay, let's dive in and talk about what's up in the skies this week. We are in November, people. This is really, this is really freaking me out how quickly time is passing. Okay, we have a very eventful week. Tuesday, November 6th, election day, and Mercury is stationing retrograde. Oh my, what could possibly go wrong? Mercury retrograde, okay. Um, there are so many things to say about this particular Mercury retrograde period. Uh, for newcomers to astrology, Mercury is the planet that represents all types of communication, verbal communication, written, um, oral, as in listening, uh, all of the little toys and gadgets that you use to communicate. Uh, Mercury also represents your mind and the way that you think, the ideas that you have. Okay, so all of that mental chatter is Mercury. So when Mercury... Um, stations retrograde, it appears to be moving backwards. Of course, we know planets don't really travel backwards, but it sure looks cool from Earth's point of view as if a planet is sort of moving backwards. What can Mercury retrograde do in that instance? It can kind of have a funky effect on the way that we communicate with each other, um... It can lead to some glitches. We'll get to that. But if you've heard bad, bad things about Mercury retrograde, try not to get yourself too tied up over it. It's not a huge deal. It's a three-week process. It happens three times a year. Life goes on whether Mercury is retrograde or not. Now, this particular Mercury retrograde is kind of interesting because at the moment that Mercury slows down to turn around and go the opposite direction... Mercury is also making this 90-degree angle with Neptune and Chiron, okay? Neptune is that fuzzy-wuzzy planet that makes you wonder if you're imagining things or if you're hearing things, but Neptune is also your intuition and your spiritual channel, okay? So the mind and the spirit are in a bit, they're at odds with each other right now. And with Mercury making this square angle to Neptune at the moment that it goes retrograde, it reveals that for the next three weeks, we're going to have a fairly strongly messed up sense of direction, okay? Now, I, I'm that could be literal, of course. You could literally <laughs> find yourself walking down what would normally be familiar places and then realizing somehow you haven't been paying attention, and you've managed to get yourself lost, or you've gone past the place where you intended to get to, and so on. Um, but messed up sense of direction can also be figurative, right? So in a nutshell, during these next three weeks, I would suggest that your clarity may be compromised. So perhaps you're just a bit too close to a situation to see it in its entirety, That's okay. Step back and trust that information has yet to come to you in order for things to make more sense. 
What I would urge you not to do is try to jam things into place because darn it, you need this or you want that or you want to connect with so-and-so, whether it's a, a personal connection or a professional connection. Um, just trying to force things to work together right now. Um, it may have a temporary sort of, sort of soothing effect on you, um, but I would suggest that you will feel you made a foolish decision down the road. Okay. Um, you are missing major chunks of information, my friends, not your fault. It's just the way it is. That information will come to you, uh, later on. I would suggest mid-December is an excellent, uh, time frame to feel like you can feel really good about moving forward. For now, I would encourage you to slow down and just go with it. Be curious. Um, oh, speaking of slowing down, another way that this Mercury square Neptune can really play itself out is, is this sense of fatigue or tiredness. Maybe you feel spacey or like you're drifting. That's fairly common uh, with Mercury square Neptune. Um, even if you feel like it's been going on for a while, uh, Neptune has that kind of pronounced effect on us. So if, if Neptune is uh, doing something with one of your planets, maybe it's sitting on your sun or squaring your sun, um, you may be feeling a little bit fatigued for, for a while. This will pass. Okay, Mercury retrograde in Sagittarius is an opportunity for all of us to check the so-called facts. Don't you love that word facts? What does it really mean? The facts according to whom? Um, where did you come by your information? This is something for you to check into with Mercury retrograde in Sagittarius. Where did you get your information? Do you trust the source of your information? Do you believe what you're hearing? Or does something feel off? Something feel off. Mercury square, Neptune. Where can you go for reliable information? Okay, so these are the kinds of things that it would really behoove us to check into, especially while Mercury is retrograding, especially while it is in this 90 degree angle with Neptune, and especially in the sign of Sagittarius that above all, wants to know, hey man, what is the truth? How am I supposed to organize my thoughts and live my life? By what philosophy can I do that? I need to know what the truth is, okay? Um, and we know that truth comes in bits and pieces and sometimes looks more like a stained glass window. So check every little bit. And if something feels off, honor your intuition by digging deeper. Okay. There are some Mercury retrograde rules. I use the word rules in, uh, put, I'm putting quotation marks around that. You can't see me, but I'm doing it right now. We have some so-called rules to Mercury retrograde, but most of the time it's, it's fairly sensible for you to honor. So, um, Things like 
big, huge purchases during Mercury retrograde, um, not a smart idea between now and the next three weeks. You're thinking of signing a lease or you are signing a document. You've just bought a house. Hmm. Something may change. Uh, you may find later on that you weren't given all of the information. Maybe the safety inspection wasn't, wasn't quite up to snuff. Uh, so no big purchases. Um, purchasing electronics is not going to be your favorite thing in the world to do right now. They may be a little bit miswired. Um, taking on a new job, if you're desperate and you have to, hey, you got to do what you got to do, but know that in time you may, you may change your mind about that new job. Um, if you are, however, returning to a place of, a, of employment where you've already been in the past, go for it during Mercury Retrograde. That is cool. If you already know the employer, uh, you've established a type of record with them, it's okay because Mercury is about redoing and going back. Um, Mercury Retrograde is favorable for some things. So... You have a goal, I would assume. We all have some goals. This is a great time to revisit that goal. You know, think about Sagittarius. Its symbol is the archer. That archer is taking aim at something. So now with Mercury retrograde in Sagittarius, the question becomes, do you need to adjust your aim? Or, hey, do you need to adjust your actual target? <laughs> Have you decided to change the target? That may well happen during Mercury retrograde. Three weeks from now, you may feel like, meh, actually, I've got a new plan. This is the time for tweaking, friends. Um, keep getting inspired by the possibilities. That's one very benevolent way to use uh, the energy of Mercury square Neptune right now. Keep getting inspired by what is possible. Without, however, succumbing to that temptation to act just yet. Be inspired, but keep that under your hat. Just hold tight for a little while longer. Um, can you break these rules that I've just mentioned? Can you break the Mercury retrograde rules? You bet you can. Sure you can. If you feel so strongly, if your intuition is telling you, I trust myself, I must do this thing now, then your wisdom and your intuition trumps astrological advice, okay? Um, what I would say to you is you must trust yourself enough to know the difference between when you are listening to your true intuition and when you're going into your wishful thinking, Okay. If you trust yourself that way, you know, your intuition is working with you. You're working with it. Then yeah, break those mercury retrograde rules. You may have something else going on in your chart that I don't know about. Maybe you don't even know about it, but you can feel it. So under those circumstances, listen to your sweet, honorable intuition. Okay, um, now there's something else for us to discuss with regard to Neptune. It's been retrograde for five months. However, on Saturday, it is going to return to direct motion. 
So that's kind of interesting because right now we are experiencing this square energy, the 90 degree angle between Mercury and Neptune. And they're doing this little dovetail. Mercury is going retrograde, reaching out to Neptune. Neptune is no longer retrograde. So uh, there's a bit of a passing of the baton from Neptune to Mercury happening, I would suggest. Now that Neptune is going to move into direct motion on Saturday, you can actually trust your intuition even more, okay? That intuitive capability that is yours is now more open. So I encourage you to keep practicing, listening to that inner voice. Um, have a relationship with it. Do you know what it sounds like? Do you know how your intuition grabs you, how it speaks to you? Um, does it reach you through imagery or dreams, uh, the dream that you just had last night? Does it reach you through symbols or through a song? You hear a line in a song and you go, oh my gosh, I was just, oh, I was just thinking that. Um, does your body tingle in some way? It's important for you to know how your intuitive process speaks to you, okay? Um, because honestly, your intuition is not, it's just, I mean, it's your GPS. There's nothing um, weird or uh, extra about it. It just is. We all have it, okay? Uh, you might have been conditioned to think that it's something weird and wonderful and only a few people have, have it, but it's yours. So learn to work with it. It may come with an, an unwritten manual, but it does come with, an, with a manual anyway. Um, and you need to know how your intuition works. If you have confusion about that, or you're feeling like you are not really working with your intuition, feel free to reach out to me. I would be happy to look into your chart. We can have a session and I would be happy to discuss with you how your particular intuition likes to talk to you. Okay. Well, intuition, funnily enough, is not just about Neptune, um, the moon. The moon is unconscious energy and can trigger our intuition. And I'm speaking about the moon right now because on Tuesday, that's election day and Mercury retrograde day, the moon is going to go into its final quarter square. Okay, so this is the last leg of the lunar journey. The moon will be in Leo on Tuesday, very exuberant, outgoing, um, starlight. I want to be the star, that kind of energy. Meanwhile, the sun is in Scorpio and Scorpio doesn't want to be out there. Um, Scorpio's got a bit of, don't look at me. <laughs> I'm hiding in the shadows. I am observing you quietly from my uh, cloak of invisibility, shall we say. So there's this little bit, there's a conflict, you know, uh, at this last quarter square moon between wanting to be seen versus wanting to be camouflaged or perhaps invisible altogether, right? Um, uh, the other thing is that because Leo and Scorpio are fixed signs, they help us attach to things or people or situations that are important to us. We get easily attached in our Leo-Scorpio phases. 
Um, so there's something about holding on here. And it may be that you are holding on perhaps too tight. Too tight. When you hold on too tight, you actually cut off the life force of that thing you're holding on to. And you choke it. Give it some breathing room. Um, or if you're clenching, you're clenching something in your body. What are you holding on to and what are you afraid to let go of? This might be particularly appropriate to our Scorpio friends, okay? Um, all right. So there's this mixed energy between wanting to emerge into the light, which the Leo moon kind of pushes us into, versus wanting to cocoon in the Scorpio cave and see what else might float to the top. Um, you know what? As a matter of fact, more stuff is going to float to the top. More information will come out. More changes will come from left field because we have eclipses to get through. So why don't you just trust that you don't need to rush out of the gate right now? Uh, right? The, the moon's last quarter square phase is a time for us to take stock of what's happened over the past three weeks. It is not an astrologically appropriate moment to jump into your next new thing, okay? And the fact that Mercury is retrograde confirms that, okay? We have a confirmation that this is the time to slow down. Slow down is not stop. Slow down does not mean you have to put your life on hold and you have to spin your wheels. No, no. It's about doing a little bit of inner work. And inner work may not look like work to people on the outside, but it is active to you on the, on the inside, right? Okay, so Mercury retrograde and last quarter square moon in Leo on Tuesday, election day. Okay, so let's just go there for a moment. Let's go to that voting booth. Um, I would suggest take nothing for granted when you are going out to vote. Give yourself lots of time. I'm speaking now to people. I don't mean to be U.S.-centric. Um, I am now speaking to podcast listeners that live in the U.S., Give yourself lots of time to get to that voting booth. Expect long lineups. Expect commuter delays, whether you are taking public transit or driving or cycling or walking, okay? Expect some kind of detour. Um, so just give yourself plenty of time. Uh, try not to cut it close. The point is get out there and vote and let your voice be heard. What happens after that is a crapshoot, people. Um, how those ballots are accounted for is not within my control. Um, and unless, <laughs> unless you're one of the people counting those ballots, it's not really within your control either. Although I know you're using, sorry, you're using electronic machinery in the U.S. In Canada, we are, we are still uh, ticking things off, putting X's on pieces of paper. So... Uh, Actually, I would trust paper and pencil more than I would trust electronic machinery on the first day of Mercury retrograde, but that's, that's my two cents worth. Anyway, um, 
the election falling on the day that Mercury retrogrades is actually stationing retrograde is huge. If you think back to 2000, uh, Mercury was ending its retrograde phase on election day then. And if you recall, that was confusing. And I'm being ooh, understating when I use the word confusing. So the results between Bush and Gore were not revealed for a long time after the election. Uh, it was eventually decided that Bush was um, going to be the president. And there was a huge outcry over that, with many people feeling that it the election had been stolen from Al Gore. So why do I bring that up again? Because when we have Mercury retrograde happening on the same day as election day, while it is squaring Neptune and Neptune is itself preparing to station direct, we really need to expect some form of deception. I mean, I, I think it would be naive not to. Um, so it may take a few weeks after this election to uh, reckon a decisive electoral win. I know some of my colleagues have been very uh, open about declaring that President Obama will get a second term. And I, I trust my colleagues, and some of them are far more experienced than I am. Personally, I, I, think it's, I think it's too close to call, and I wouldn't trust the antics of Mercury retrograde square Neptune myself. Um, so I wouldn't want to call that terribly easily. More specifically, I think it's about whether or not you trust the democratic process anymore. If your eyes have been opened to how democracy can be somewhat compromised, you may feel apathetic or like your vote, your vote does not count. Um, I still think whether you trust the process or not, if you have, uh, if you have the democratic right to vote, you need to vote while you still have that right. Um, I always have a weird feeling then that when very few people actually turn up to vote, that it's going to send a message to policymakers and lawmakers that civilians really don't care about electing their leaders. So maybe they don't need to have the right to elect their leaders. That always sort of sits as a sort of uh, one of my little, my little fears at the back of my mind. Um, okay, there you go. I don't want to turn this podcast into a go vote rant. Um, but I've seen with my own eyes, living as I do in Toronto, Canada, what happens with low voter turnout. We end up with atrocious leaders um, that only 30% of the people voted for because, oh, the rest of the population was too lazy or apathetic. And that drives me crazy. Okay. I guess I went on a bit of a political rant there, which means Jupiter, <laughs> the political planet, is uh, is tugging me somehow. So let's go to Jupiter right now, and I promise I will lighten up. Um, on Friday, 
November the 9th, we have a lovely, lovely arrangement between Jupiter and Venus. They are in a trine. It is a 120 degree angle and it opens up a channel in which energy flows as opposed to feeling blocked, which is what can happen with that 90 degree um, angle. Yes, the energy flows-ish with a 90 degree angle, but it kind of gets bottlenecked, bottlenecked at that, um, right at that, right at that 90 degree angle, right? So with Venus trying Jupiter, uh, we're getting some flow back into our lives. This may manifest for you. It can show up as an inner search for greater meaning. Or it may show up with you feeling greater ease with trusting the process of life. And perhaps trusting that even if you don't have all of the information right now, thank you Mercury Retrograde, thank you Mercury Square Neptune, even if you don't have all that information right now, things really will turn around for the better down the road. And you will have all the information and you will have the clarity that you seek. Before that, we need to get through the crunch of eclipses that begin next week. And we need to get through Mercury retrograde. But what I'm loving about Venus trying Jupiter is in spite of knowing that we're missing <laughs> some information, we can still have faith that... Um, without that information, good stuff is coming. And I hope that doesn't sound Pollyanna-ish to you. So Venus trying Jupiter for people with Aries rising, um, or maybe people of the Aries tribe born with Aries sun, this is a really easy time for you to initiate a conversation that will flow with goodwill and trust um, you and the person to whom you wish to relate have a lot to exchange or learn from each other. And this is creating to your, it's contributing, I should say, to your growth. And it's contributing to the intake of ideas that are still bubbling around inside you, Aries. And those ideas are going to flourish into creative projects that you can market down the road when the time is right. And opposite Aries, we have Libra. Libra, you're probably, possibly asking yourself what kind of truth or philosophy or value system you're prepared to live by these days. Um, you need to catch up with yourself, Libra. You've only recently come out of a long uh, Saturn transit. So now you need to sort of Take a look and say, hey, where am I now? Uh, have my views changed? And it's time to acknowledge the ways that you've grown and the lessons that you've learned. And with Venus trine, uh, Jupiter, Libra, you've got, you've got good reason to just acknowledge the amazing growth that has happened, however hard it may have been these past three years. Uh, Venus trine, Jupiter, for people of the Taurus persuasion, you may want to ask yourself if you're making the best use of everything that you have. Are you really taking care of your money? Are you truly honoring your talents? Do you trust the way in which you're using your energy on a day-to-day -day basis? 
Because if you need to alter your schedule in some way, now is an easy time to do it, my Taurus friends. Opposite Taurus, we have Scorpio. And Scorpio may want to ask themselves, what am I holding on to out of fear of scarcity? Okay, there's um, perhaps a bit of a poverty mentality settling in with our Scorpio friends because Saturn has moved in and will stay there for the next two and a half years. And the sun is in Scorpio right now. And that always shines a light on with Scorpio, what might I be missing? Okay, um, Scorpio, if there's something you need to let go of, trust that and let it go and trust that you will be fine, that you will be better than fine because something more wondrous will take that space. Venus trine Jupiter for Geminis. Oh, our Gemini friends that have two sides to them. Um... Here's a mantra for you, Gemini, with Venus trine Jupiter. I risk nothing by being my authentic self. When I let myself be who I know I really am, I also free my loved one to do the same. All right. Okay, Geminis, speak your truth. And um, in showing us that you do that, you give us all permission to do the same as well. Opposite Gemini is Sagittarius. <laughs> and our Sagittarius friends, um, we need to send them our love, okay? Because Mercury going retrograde in your sign is not a picnic. Uh, it's not always fun. Now, sometimes it's, it's, it's great. It gives you a chance to go back and do something uh, better the second time round. But it can mess up with your electronics and it, it can be really annoying. Um, so let's send the love to our Sagittarian friends. And Sag, what you want to be thinking of while Venus is trining your ruling planet, Jupiter, is that your partners, whether your partner is an intimate partner or a business partner, sometimes your partner is going to look like your enemy or your frenemy or your adversary, okay? Um, but... Think that even a loved one or a frenemy is a blessing if they've taught you a valuable truth. And Sagittarius, since truth is something you place a high premium on, that should be worth quite a bit to you. All right, Cancer the Crab. Um, with Venus trine Jupiter, a lovely mantra for you is... I bless my past, and I see that I'm not stuck there, nor have I any need to be. Right, Cancer? We know that Cancer likes to live in the past to a certain extent. They help, um, they help us all keep track of what happened in days gone by. Uh, but the emotional trap that can come with that is that you get stuck there, and you forget that you are a being who lives in the now, in the now. And opposite the wheel from Cancer is Capricorn. And this Venus trine Jupiter is showing you that your daily routine is changing, Capricorn. And even though you're not sure where it's going to lead you, you can trust that it is clearing a brighter path to your professional success. All right, so it may feel like you're taking some steps backward right now. 
Capricorn, trust the process. Leo, Leo, Leo adores being in the spotlight because Leo is ruled by the star of our solar system, our sun. So Venus trying Jupiter for Leo would suggest that the adoration or the approval that you are seeking from your friends or from your colleagues and associates comes to you simply by bringing your heart into the conversations you get into, okay? It's really easy for Leo to get so excited about what they believe in and what they're saying that um, they sound as though they're coming from ego instead of from heart. When you come from your heart, people can feel into your truth and, and receive that more easily. And opposite Leo on the zodiac wheel is Aquarius. Aquarius, the the air element. Sometimes Aquarius is the stranger, the person that feels set apart from the rest of the group, even though they really desperately want to be in the group. So sometimes Aquarius believes that love is an intellectual thing. <laughs> it's an idea. It isn't an actual tangible thing. And now what is happening with Aquarius, courtesy of Venus trying Jupiter, is you are starting to believe that love is not a risk. It opens up a whole new world to you. All right, people of the Virgo persuasion. Um, you know, by rights, it's interesting. You should, you look on paper, Virgo, like you're sitting pretty. Because the way that this Venus trine Jupiter energy shows up for you is Venus is in your second house of income and Jupiter is in your, your 10th house of career. On paper, that looks pretty sweet. You know, it looks like the money's flowing and the career opportunity is wah, just wowza. On paper, right, Virgo? Um, and yet, Jupiter is retrograde, so there's something that feels stalled about your professional life. So, I want you to think about this, my Virgo friends. It's how you feel about yourself, Venus in the second house, that determines your professional success, not the other way around. How you feel about yourself determines your professional success. Your professional success will not dictate how you feel about yourself, okay? So groove into that, Virgo, and Relax into the shifts that are happening in your professional life. They will open you into greater abundance and eventually self-worth. But just let the process do its thing and you do not need to mess with that. And finally, we come to the sign of Pisces, which is opposite Virgo on the Zodiac. And for Pisces, um, you've been on such a, a ride for so long, and now you've got Neptune in your sign, bringing you more changes. The changes that are happening for our Pisces friends are 
inside. It's a lot of inner work and it may not show up noticeably on the outside to other people, but your Pisces friends are internally very, very busy. And a lot of them may be feeling quite tired because that internal work is active and it can be tiring. So Pisces people, Trust yourselves and acknowledge those big inner changes that are happening to you, even if nobody in the world seems to know what you're going through, okay? Also, trust, Pisces, that you are retrieving and reclaiming some gifts that somehow got buried in the past. You are now retrieving, reclaiming, reviving, and polishing them off. They may not quite be ready for prime time, but trust, you are on the right track and your gifts will come to the surface in due divine time. All right, my friends, I don't normally do a breakdown for all of the signs, but, you know, Venus trying Jupiter, it's... It's a message of gifts, isn't it? It's good, flowing, beautiful energy. And it feels like Venus trying Jupiter should bring us a present. And so I wanted to drop off a little bit of information for each sign, just in the hopes that you can take part of what I've said, any parts of it, and use it to your, um, use it to your benefit. Okay, so let us... Let us look then at the theme that has evolved um, or revealed itself, shall we say, through the cosmic energy this week. Um, we have, I remind you, the last quarter moon in Leo and Mercury retrograde on Tuesday along with Venus trine Jupiter retrograde uh, happening on Wednesday, and we've got Neptune moving forward on Saturday. So the message that we are getting is uh, last quarter moon, take stock of where you are. Uh, Venus trine Jupiter retrograde, reevaluate your situation. Mercury retrograde in Sagittarius, make some adjustments to your plan. Neptune direct on Saturday. Trust your intuition, okay? When all else fails, if the information feels like it isn't coming through enough or you don't trust that information, go back into your intuition. All right. Ah, my friends, next week brings us the first of two eclipses. I am encouraging you to use this week of November the 5th to conserve your energy so that you can be prepared for the wild ride that is yet to come. Okay? And since preparation and foreknowledge is a key to riding these cosmic waves with a sense of joy, may I suggest you do something for yourself and book a private session with me. I have opened up some new services I am completely jazzed to bring them to you, and I encourage you to check out what I'm doing at starstruckastrology.org. So what I am doing is to honor the upcoming holidays, I'm currently offering a holiday special for our Sastrology podcast listeners. Book a 60-minute session with me, 
and you will receive 50% off on a gift certificate that you purchase for a loved one. And this gift certificate would be for a 60-minute session with me. You would be getting it at a 50% discount. I'm really excited to pass this on to you because, number one, you deserve some clear-headed guidance yourself. And it's a beautiful thing to pass on a gift of enlightenment to someone that you love. And it's also nice not to have to do as much holiday shopping around, especially during a Mercury retrograde time when sometimes it means returning the gift, right? So if you are interested in this holiday special and if you would like to connect with me for a private session, please reach me at starstruckastrology.org. I am Michelle Suzanne and I will be back next week. Until then, I bid you take care.